Hey everyone, welcome to the XR for Business podcast with your host, Alan Smithson. Today's guest is Brandon Nades. He is the CEO and co-founder of Talon Simulations. They are a provider of virtual reality experiences, but not just any virtual reality experiences. They have full motion simulators for entertainment and training. We're gonna dig into how these amazing simulators can push forward the reality behind virtual reality. So Brandon, welcome to the show and thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Alan. Definitely look forward to our discussion. I'm really excited. You get to play with probably the coolest toys in the VR space. You have motion simulators for racing games, and it's not all fun and games, but man, it must you must have a pretty cool office. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of fun here, and we used to take the simulators home for weekend testing, but kind of got to the point where we play with it enough at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a Thursday night is race night and everybody shows up and they make bets on each other? Yeah, usually Friday afternoons. It's a good uh, time to decompress and have some competitions. So it's always a lot of fun. And you guys are right in the heart of simulation country in, in Orlando, right? Yeah, we are. And that's definitely been one of the main factors that we attribute to the success we have is just being in the heart of the amusement industry as well as simulation and training. It's a big hub um, and gaming technologies. So couldn't have picked a better spot. It's true. And I, I love the fact that you're kind of right in the middle of entertainment and training so that your your teams can enjoy the gaming aspect and the fun, but then also the serious aspect and, and really bring this technology to businesses in, in ways that can improve their their training and improve their their safety as well. So with that, you know, this is the XR for Business podcast, but I wanted you to just maybe introduce Talent Simulations and kind of give us the, the elevator pitch, if you would. Yeah, so Talent Simulations specializes in dynamic and immersive experiences for entertainment centers and training institutes. We'll create cockpit-based experiences that we're able to adapt for specific projects, or we'll develop our own uh, specifically for the arcade industries. We've put together a comprehensive turnkey, fully automated virtual reality arcade cabinet that we put together all the hardware and the software. And now um, we launched last year and you're able to just purchase it, plug it into the wall and run it, whether it's a credit card or arcade card reader or put in free play, whatever the business model is. And for our, our training products, they are a little bit more customized for each project. Or we sell just the simulators to different integrators and they're able to take our SDK and create their own experiences within Unreal or Unity. Amazing. And those are really the exciting ones because we'll work with universities or digital marketing companies or military contractors and all sorts of different scenarios have been developed with our motion simulators. So we've seen a, a wide spectrum of use cases. All right. So on that, I'm looking at your website now and there's people racing and stuff like that. What is the weirdest simulation that you guys have built? Well, I'm going to have to say the drunk driving one because it in simulating impaired driving in virtual reality is pretty weird. And it feels weird because it's disoriented and it's blurry and your reaction time is delayed. So uh, we actually have a, a customer that has that simulation. They bring it around the country on what they call the Save a Life Tour to universities and high schools to simulate that to help deter 
young people for making that as a decision. So it's weird, but it's also a very rewarding use case as well. Best use case, to be honest. If we can prevent people from doing that, that's amazing. Oh, I love that use case. I uh, I was at the ITSEC conference, and I mean, that's in your backyard. Um, I don't know. What does ITSEC stand for again? It is the Interdisciplinary... Uh, Interservice oh, Interservice Industry Training Simulation yeah, yeah. Education Conference, the world's largest modeling simulation and training event. And that was pretty cool. I got to drive a tank. Have you done any tank simulators? I have done a tank simulator. And the one that I find most memorable from there was a bazooka simulator. Whoa, I remember seeing that, but I didn't do it. Damn it. I should have. Crazy. You you have these simulators, and are you guys making the content, or do studios make it? Or if, if a client says, "Okay, I have a, a backhoe or a, a tractor, and I want to train people on it," do they come to you and say, "I have this tractor, I don't know what to do. Can you help me?" Or how does it work? What's a typical engagement look like from an enterprise standpoint? Uh, yeah, after we are approached and we understand the project requirements, we'll either be able to utilize an off-the-shelf software that we can license and integrate into the system, or we can help oversee the production of a custom scenario developed in one of the game engines, or they can also oversee that separately if they have internal software development skills and a team. Uh, so there's a couple different situations that we can help with. Uh, either way, we are more of a hardware company and integrate software and we will work with a team of partner software studios for when we do outsource that. And we really just determine the best means based off of that current project and what fits their needs the best. What are the, I guess, the price ranges of, the, of these things? Are there different ranges? Is there like a, one that has maybe moves certain degrees and then one that's more aggressive? I, I know one of the simulators that I tried, um, I felt like I was on a roller coaster. The thing was flinging me around like I was crazy. It was crazy. What sets your, your hardware uh, solutions apart and, and what, what should people look for when, when buying these? Yeah, there's definitely a variety of products out there. We've been for the uh, last five years working on our specific two degree of freedom, compact full motion simulator and our starting price points $10,000. So it's definitely more expensive than most people can get in their homes but still a fraction of the cost of what you get with level D full flight simulators that cost a million dollars. And we're leveraging virtual reality displays that prevent you from needing to have a full projector dome and full scale replica cockpit since that's all now in the head mounted display. And we're utilizing basic controls uh, that simulate the different um, interfaces that you would have and we're able to get the price point down of these high fidelity simulations that were really only accessible to small percent of people. Now, there's a level of simulator products anywhere from seat movers, which just move your seat around, but they don't move your controllers around and it doesn't really synchronize with what you're seeing. Almost like a D-Box or something? No, so D-Box is more of a uh, motion simulator. They actually have, have the capabilities of mounting a whole setup cockpit onto a, a seat and f feeling it. So really, we, we definitely have competitive products to D-Box and 
although we're, we're still really friendly and if there's ever a project that utilizes their actuators we, we're definitely open to uh, integrating those uh, but there's there's actually like some things you can buy on amazon and so those you can get for a couple thousand uh, but it's not a full motion simulator. So we're definitely on the low end for a full motion simulator. It's synchronized one-to-one -one with what you're seeing and what you're feeling, which is going to reduce uh, any VR sickness that you might get in a static rig or a uh, poor motion simulator. And uh, it will queue up with the acceleration commands that are coming from the game engine in real time through uh, another software called Actuate, which is basically the middleware between the game and the simulator and you're able to customize that so that program allows you to customize profiles and the amount of motion you're getting in each direction and right now we're also uh, finalizing the launch of a few new products with more degrees of freedom that is perfect for more advanced uh, aircraft like helicopters as well as boats uh, because of the the heave axis. So once you get to three doffs and you're at, able to lift people up and down, you simulate the butterflies in your stomach, which is a key component of helicopter simulations and driving in the water because you get a lot of those sudden up and down feelings. Oh, neat. We're definitely excited about that. And our six degree of freedom simulator, which will be a, a compact full motion simulator comparable to a level D flight simulator, but a much smaller footprint still integrated with VR head mount display and it'll be as real as you can get. And how much will that be? Well, we're uh, work, working on the pricing, but it'll still be within uh, the tens of thousands. So you won't be looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Well, yeah, when you say tens of thousands, to put it in perspective, the, the military simulations that I saw were in the millions. So tens to 100x in price drop. <laughs> so if people think $10,000 sounds scary or 30000 or 50000 uh, no, it's not scary. Uh, if you're able to train people on, on a multi-million dollar piece of machinery, uh, I think it's, it's well within the price because just having the ability to train people on that machinery could be impossible or expensive or you know, just not available. Exactly. We're trying to train people better and faster. And those are really the limiting factors right now, especially with pilot shortage, both private and commercial and military. So it's, it's important to, to be able to train people better. And if we can train them, get the throughput increased faster by having more of these systems available, then it's going to increase the throughput and allow for us to catch up a little bit. So those are our main goals. So what companies are currently deploying uh, talent simulations, uh, motion simulators right now? Can you speak to any specific ones? And is there any data around the work they're doing? You don't have, you actually don't have to be specific with the customer. You can just maybe generalize, but are they seeing better results? Are they seeing, what are the results that people are getting when they're using this for training? Yeah, so they are definitely seeing some results on whether it's for young driver training or self-driving car acclimation um, and scenario-based situational awareness, they're just seeing an increase in the effectiveness compared to basic classroom training. And recently, we've acknowledged the, the study that was done uh, by PwC and a few other organizations to compare 
VR training to classroom training for, for soft skills. And they've had these really good metrics on uh, how, how much faster that they've begun training and how much more confident they are and more focused they are. And so we're trying to reach these same metrics with our platform as well. I mean, they're saying four times faster than classroom training, four times more focused, 275% more confident. So we're, we're actually at the beginning stages of, of more concrete studies that will validate that training in virtual reality with motion-based system as a haptic device, along with a new feature that we're implementing, which are haptic hand tracking gloves that now allows you to interact with your objects. You're going to be able to train better. You're going to train faster. And we want it to be that much significant of a difference compared to what uh, you would do just by looking at a regular computer screen or a PowerPoint presentation. It's funny, we, we have to do studies to, to prove what we know inherently to be right. What's next then? You have a new product coming out and how are you finding with this COVID times? Obviously your out of home entertainment business has probably taken a bit of a, a hit. Um, are you finding that uh, things are picking up or are people getting back, uh, back to work and on this stuff? Uh, what's going on in that field? Yeah, so the last few years, we really have been primarily focused on location-based entertainment, and that has been impacted pretty hard by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, when all of our customers that have entertainment centers shut down, we realized that we uh, want to refocus our efforts back on our roots, which have always been training. Our very first prototype was a flight simulator, and We've always done work with the military and for training, but it hasn't been our, our primary focus. So we, we have reshifted our efforts back into that realm. And it's a tricky industry to to guide through, but we've made that pivot back in April and we're starting to get some more traction back. We just uh, got a project for the Air National Guard and there's a, a great research opportunity with the Air Force that we're pursuing. And uh, we also just got awarded a Unreal or an Epic Mega Grant to develop an Unreal, uh, basically in collaboration with Bebop Sensors, who makes these haptic hand tracking gloves. So we're really excited to start creating that scenario and test the effectiveness. And uh, it definitely aligns with a lot of the work that the military is looking to develop in the near future. It's interesting. I, I interviewed Heis uh, Den Butter from Sense Glove. So haptic gloves are, are getting a, they're getting the notice. They are. So it was in 2015 ITSEC, I believe, maybe 14. We had a, a prototype simulator there, and the number one uh, feature request was hand tracking and interacting with your instruments. So we've been following the developments of gloves for the longest time. And the, the tracking just wasn't really there and, and leap motion never really satisfied what we're looking for. And then um, now then they got acquired. And so we've been really excited to, to find a company um, for us to partner with that also has a proven track r- record with the military and um, is excited about making these developments. So it really is the next logical step forward. You got to simulate as many senses as you can to make it as realistic as possible. And we're excited to, to validate how effective a, a training device these can be. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to, to see in, let's say, 12 months from now, 
not only the traction that you guys have built up, but also the, the case studies and the, the real numbers and the real data. I think they're going to be completely in your favor. Um, I had the opportunity to try the Haptex gloves at ITSEC and uh, man, having Haptics, the, the feeling of force feedback and touching things, it really did complete the, the immersion and having motion seats being able to drive, it just, I don't know, it just feels right. <laughs> it just feels amazing. I, I used to have a racing seat in, in our uh, office and it didn't move, but it was pretty cool. We had a sub pack. Well, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like, like a, a glued together version. <laughs> So what is the best game to play on your system? Like, what, what is your go-to game? Well, I come from a background of amusement industry jobs. So I, before we started the company, I was at Universal Orlando and always a big roller coaster enthusiast. So uh, our roller coaster simulator, we integrate with No Limits 2. So pretty high-powered uh, roller coaster simulation that's very realistic and I always enjoy testing out new roller coasters and there's a great community online of people that design their own that we can just download and plug and play into our simulator so that's always a lot of fun but as a gamer to I'm not the the most avid gamer like my business partner is but we do like to play e Valkyrie from time to time on it and that is cool oh that would be super cool yeah the space simulations are, are pretty intense and uh, somehow the the motion in zero gravity seems to work and uh, we're really excited too about the new Star Wars squadrons coming out oh man oh we get to, to fly an X-Wing. Yes, sir. Finally. Finally. Like, come on, man. I just want to fly an X-Wing. That's, how hard can it be? <laughs> um, what else What else do you want to share with the, with the community before we, uh, before we wrap up? You know, I think virtual reality is getting a lot of press as a buzzword over the last few years. And with Facebook purchasing Oculus and all of the developments that they're, they're doing and recently having all these major announcements on their their plan for it. I think it's it's definitely going to be something that we hear more of and people will start being able to use it more, whether it's at an arcade or it's at their job. And I think it's a really powerful technology. So I really want, and I've said this since we started the company, it's all about providing people the best first impression possible with VR. And honestly, for some people, this isn't even their first impression because the last uh, couple decades, we've had VR try to break into the mainstream and the technology wasn't there. So there's definitely some reluctance in adopting it, but it's proving to be a powerful tool, immersive technologies in general. So we're excited about AR and everything that there is to occur with advancements with both of those. And I just think everyone needs to kind of give it a chance. And if you don't have the best experience first time around, try it again, because there's definitely great apps out there. There's great resources that it's going to be really powerful for, whether it's just training or education and learning history, performing surgery. It's just amazing. And we really look forward to seeing it in, implemented more and, utilized in these different industries. Indeed. There's oh, so much goodness coming. With the announcement of the new Quest 2 at 299 with double the resolution and better battery life, just everything, is everything across the board is better. 
and it's cheaper. It's this is this is VR's moment uh, to to really blow up. Uh, they even decreased the pricing for their ISV program, their their um, service provider business program. Uh, it went from a thousand dollars to eight hundred dollars now. So it comes with all the full service and everything. So I think it's really coming along. Can somebody program something, let's say for example, for a Quest using your systems as well? Would that be possible? Yeah, it is possible. Although our simulator is PC based, as far as the motion goes, you can definitely use the Quest as a uh, display tool as well. You could just use the, the link cable, I guess. Yeah, you can use the link cable. Um, and if you do do it wirelessly, it just needs to be synchronized properly. So for us, we we're trying to maintain a, an enterprise edge and utilize some of the PC-based headsets. So we mostly use the Vive Pro I at this point, uh, and we're excited for the Vario and XTAL and all of those more advanced headsets because we want to be able to provide something that you wouldn't necessarily get at home. Um, although now the stuff you're getting at home is already really incredible. <laughs> That's the thing, right? You've got Vario and they've, they've got this human eye resolution VR headset that's $10,000. And it's if you're designing a new car or a new plane or something, you want to have that fidelity. You, you can't not have it. But they're cramming more pixels into the consumer ones almost as quickly. It's amazing. Yep. And now with these new line of GPUs as well, I mean, this is such an incredible time to be a part of this industry and it, it isn't slowing down. If anything, VR is really taking off more this year. It was definitely getting a lot of um, traction with location-based entertainment. And I, I do see that coming back where people will have their headsets at home and playing games, but still want to show off their skills at arcades and in competitions and tournaments and things like that. So I definitely do see that bouncing back. There's definitely just, it's going to find out where it's going to end up and who's going to utilize it. But it's already been, I mean, the industry's already been growing quite a bit the last few years and it's only going to get bigger and better. Yes, I completely agree with you. What problem or challenge in the world do you want to see solved using XR technologies and why? Well, I've always wanted our mission at Talon to be saving lives and changing lives. And what I mean by that is I've always seen people's faces when we give them demos, especially if it's on a race car or roller coasters, their face lights up and it's, I've never seen smiles and excitement this big. And I operated rides at Universal. So this was amazing being able to get thousands of people at this point and see their reactions to VR experiences. And then for training, we want to train better. We want to save lives. We want people to get better at what they're doing. We want them, we want to show them that if we can deter them from drunk driving and, and texting and driving and start adopting self-driving cars. I mean, that's one of the whole research projects. One of the universities is testing is to try to get people familiar with self-driving cars and feel more comfortable adopting that because it is so so scary and, and futuristic and it's already happening this technology is already changing lives and saving lives and we're grateful to have the opportunity to be, play a small role in it 
uh, every day. So it, it's really exciting and I look forward to seeing many more years of adoption and, and having an impact. Wow, that's incredible. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, how can people find you? You can find Talent Simulations on Facebook at Talent Sim, LinkedIn, uh, Talent Simulations, uh, Brandon Age. You can connect with me on there. That's N like Nancy, A-I-D-S. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram and just keep a lookout for all the new updates that we have coming for you at the end of this year. All the new, new. Amazing. Well, and I'm assuming the website as well, talonsimulations.com. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And thanks everybody for listening. This has been the XR for Business podcast with your host, Alan Smithson. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you want to read these episodes instead of listening to them, you can do that as well. We have a transcript of all the podcast episodes at xrforbusiness.io. Thanks again and have a great day, everyone.